Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. You can watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. You're probably just finishing breakfast, having a cup of coffee in your car. What are you doing for lunch? Mm. Well, I got a great suggestion for you. Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Absolutely love this place. Love the way they slowly smoke their ribs, their chicken wings, their corned beef, their meatloaf. I mean, you name it, they smoke it. And their sides are so stinking good. They're baked beans. They, they have drippings of pork and brisket in there. So good. Mac and cheese, outstanding. Go there just for dessert. Great non-barbecue options as well. They have a catfish sandwich. They have a wild salmon Reuben that's really, really good. Dave, the owner, you know, he was a restaurateur before he opened Smoking yeah. Dave's. His menu is just dynamite. Go check them out. Uh, they are essentially... In northwest Denver, if that's what you want to call it, the right off of 36 and Pecos, go check them out for lunch or dinner tonight. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. To say that Broncos country is upset that Randy Gratishar is not going into the Hall of Fame this year is using the wrong adjective they're not upset they are peed off they are furious enraged and i can promise you that feeling inside the walls of dove valley is just as palpable but randy gratishar for i believe the 30 i think he's been on the ballot for 38 years stunning and he is still not in and it is really a shame that once again he has been bypassed. And uh, and this is the type of story that will start with Randy Gratishar and will proliferate to Broncos country in that we get screwed because we're in Denver. And we talked about that in the first hour. There probably is some truth to that kind of the way it is. I don't know why it is. It is seems to be the way that it is. But from any mind that has paid attention to football over the years and is true to the history of the game and the Orange Crush defense, I will say, and this becomes a redundant theme for me, how can nobody from that defense, by anyone's measure, Someone sitting in Chicago thinking about the 86 Bears. I don't care who they are, would judge the Orange Crush defense as a top 20 defense in NFL history. Not one, not one player has been honored by the NFL Hall of Fame from the Orange Crush. I think there were a lot of things going against Randy this year. Number one, in the past, the seniors committee was a panel of five people. It is my understanding, and through somebody who I actually talked to this morning who has intimate knowledge of how the things work for this particular committee, they believe, that person told me he believes, that if it was just five people, 
he would have gotten in because Randy was really, really close. A couple years ago, they expanded the list of seniors. Randy was really, really close. Three guys going in this year. Same panel of five. Well, that panel expanded to 12. Mm. And now, while you have five guys who are probably willing to put him in, those other seven, now you have to convince. And those other seven, I don't know where they came from. I don't know who they are. Maybe one guy was in Dallas. Maybe Chuck Howley is his guy, right? Could be. Maybe maybe one of the seven came from New York, and Joe Klecko is his guy. But the pancake batter gets watered down, and instead of a nice, juicy flapjack with Randy Gratishar, now it gets watered down to everybody else, and once again, he does not get it. You have to resell his... To seven more candidacy people. to seven more people. Right, that's probably the issue. Here's the other thing that goes against Randy Gratishar. We know what his resume looks like: seven Pro Bowls. We know about all the tackles, but the one big thing missing from his resume, which is unfortunate, which is especially unfortunate because of the era that he played in, was he was not on the All Seventies team. If I am not mistaken, maybe, Alex, if you can look this up, or Bruce, if you have time to look this up, was Chris Harris the cornerback here? Uh huh. Was he on an all-decade team? I don't here? believe so. That's But that's first blush, and I will— If you uh, Wikipedia him, was he on— He was. That's what I thought. Yep. Was he? Chris Harris was an excellent cornerback for the Broncos. He was on an all-decade team. Wow. I stand corrected. You, you know who wasn't? Randy Gratishar. Yeah. And here's the reason why. Because the guy who was voted first team all decade was Dick Butkus. You're not going to unseat him. And, oh, by the way, I grew up watching the Bears. Dick Butkus was a great middle linebacker, and the other 10 guys were who? Exactly. The other 10 guys were who? Huh. And then... You had the steel curtain defense with Jack Lambert playing in the middle. There was no way you were getting into that club with Dick Butkus and Jack Lambert already in the room. So when people look at all decade, automatically you say, well, if he's one of the best of the decade, he probably belongs in the Hall of Fame. And I think that was held against him. Bottom line is this. Randy Gratishar is more than just knocking on the door from what I've been told to get into the Hall of Fame. He is banging on it, and you're seeing that door get pushed back a little bit. It is wobbling. I have very little doubt that he will get in in the next two years. Next year, it'll be the same panel of 12, okay? But only one guy gets in. This year was three. It, It alternates. In 2024, it'll be three guys. I have very little doubt, and some things that I talked about with somebody today, they said, please don't put out there. But he believes, and I believe as well from what he told me, it's not a matter of if, it is when. But as we have talked about before, we talked about it yesterday, and everybody I've talked to about this situation has agreed with me, and I know you do too. Randy is in, is, is in good health, okay? But he is he's a little bit slower than he used to be. Well, I, I hate to tell everybody that happens. I'm 
64 years old now. I'm slower than I was. But you 10 also years did. Ago. You also didn't play football and no. bang helmets. No, I and did it, bang my head on the wall a few right. times. But and, and I won't. It. I won't go any further than that. Yeah. Okay. He is 70 years old. Yeah. You want to hear some crazy math? He has been eligible for the Hall of Fame now for half of his life. Yeah. He is 70. He's been eligible for at least 35 years. His legend, in an odd kind of way, continues to grow. Yes. And part of it is because of this perceived injustice. Right. There is... There is a there is something to be said about his name being out there and being remembered. Broncos country, no problem. He's legendary here, but in other places as well. Uh, his name continues to be on the tongues of football fans or you know, football historians. You want to know why? I think because his name resonates. Yes, and this is what I mean. Butkus, Nitschke. Yeah, Nitschke. Right. Erlocker, you know, great middle linebacker. Lewis is Lewis, right? Lewis is Lewis. <laughs> yeah. But Gratishar. Yeah, Gratishar is a good one. Mecklenburg. Yeah. They just sound like football names. Yep. His name is easy to remember. Absolutely. If his name was Bill Smith, it doesn't have the same oomph. The legend when it is. Remember, remember a college player and played in the NFL for a little while? This is the greatest middle linebacker name of all time. Michael Stonebreaker. Yeah, Mike Stonebreaker. Played for Notre Dame. What a name. I mean, that's better than Butkus, Nitschke, and Gratishar combined. Stonebreaker is your last name, and you're a middle linebacker, Stonebreaker. I think you like it. But the legend is, go the legend is going to be is being accentuated now in an odd kind of way, even as we speak, because here we are 38 years later, still talking yearly. Yeah. About Randy Gratishar. Right. Get him in the Hall of Fame. The cycle will be complete and all will be well. I agree with you and you're right. The cycle will be complete and the noise will never reach the decibel level. And it's unfortunate, but it's true for Louis Wright and Carl yeah. Mecklenburg. You're right. Or anybody else. With all due respect to both of those gentlemen and other players who you know, we're great defensive players, Dennis Smith, right? Right now, Randy Gratishar is secretariat at the 1973 Belmont. He is that far ahead of everybody. And you know what? If you probably ask Carl or Louie or anybody else, they all want to go into the Hall of Fame. Sure. But they would probably like to see Randy go in first because they have that much reverence and respect for him. Coming up after the break, interesting press conference yesterday. DJ Jones talked about the dark side and that he goes into dark places. But he also talked about having fun and how that fun will translate into wins this upcoming season. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. 
Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my guy, Eric Cook, at Farmers Insurance. I have worked with Eric for well over five years. He does my health insurance, my auto, my home, also does commercial and life. I don't know very many insurance agents out there that do all of that, specifically health insurance, and he is so good at all of it. What I love about Eric is he treats every client like they are his only client. He is quick to return phone calls. He is quick to return emails. Uh, His staff at the Cook Insurance Agency by Farmers has over 70 years of experience. They know the right questions to ask to get you the right policy. Give him a call today. Trust me on this. Call him today. 303-790-8089. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Every Wednesday on the show at 8.15, our buddy, Super Bowl champ, Todd Davis, my lift partner at the gym, will be joining us on the show. I don't imagine you're doing very similar weights. Uh, Todd, would you like to refute that? <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up. You know how it is. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you get your lift in today? Did you beat me to the... Listen, I'm doing the show 7 and 9, so I can't get there as early as you. Have you beaten me to the gym already? No, you know, I was so excited um, you know, to get on the show. I couldn't really sleep, so I just stayed and got prepared. I'm going to lift afterwards. Really, this early into a segment, you're already taking shots at me? <laughs> Good for you, Todd. He's an easy target. That's great. All right, all right, Todd, let's, let's move on to football. Uh, so you played inside linebacker at a very high level. Jonas Griffith uh, is going to be out the next four to six weeks with an elbow. You played with Josie Jewell. You know what he brings to the party. Um, how big of a loss is Griffith if he can't play because of his athleticism? And how important is it for Evero to pair Jewel with a guy who has athleticism, whether it's Schobert or Singleton or Stranod, or is that a little bit overrated? You know, I definitely think Josh Griffin um, is going to be a great player for the Broncos um, when he's back healthy. Um, so for those reasons, I feel like they'll definitely miss him um, for however long he's out. Um, and I think they do need somebody who is more athletic, um, you know, can't really cover tight ends and slot receivers um, to play alongside Joe. Joe's a great player. Um, he's a great leader. Um, he's good when he's out there really getting everybody coached up and ready to go. Um, but I think he does well when he's partnered with somebody who's really athletic and Joe Joe can be the best hard-hitting uh, middle linebacker he could be. So I think they definitely need to put, you know, try out Alex Hilton or Justin Chenard, um, see how they, it really plays out with them because those are two guys that are supposed to be athletic, that can cover a little bit, um, you know, that could be there to help them out. Former Broncos and NFL inside linebacker Todd Davis joining us. And my lift partner. And and your lift partner. I spot him. I spot him. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm laughing, sure Todd? that he's got a great deal of confidence when you're spotting him. <laughs> when he's got about, you know... 350 on his on his bench and you're standing there right. over him like hey i got you here 
One more. You just Come need on, a Davis. couple of fingers, don't you? Come on, push it, Davis. I yeah. got you. I, th- I think I think that Todd is probably smarter than that. All right. Uh, Jonas Griffith coming back. They've said four to six weeks on an elbow dislocation. Four to six weeks gets him in the uh, neighborhood of opening day. And in fact, Nathaniel Hackett told us that uh, yesterday that he could be available for opening night. But how much lifting... Do you need during the course of four to six weeks to maintain your strength with all the battling that you do inside? Is it realistic to assume that Jonas Griffith can be where he needs to be, even if he's back in four or five weeks? Uh, to be honest, I feel like it may take a little bit longer right. than that. I think four to six weeks may be to, you know, to be back healthy and be able to give 100%. But will he be 100% at that time? I don't believe so. Um, me personally, I've had injuries, um, calf injuries, where I was, I came back two weeks into the season. I think I was out for eight weeks myself. Um, but it took me, you know, two weeks after coming back and actually even playing in games to get regain my strength, regain my conditioning, regain um, all the tools that I had built in training camp before I got injured. So it definitely takes more than just, you know, the time it takes to get back on the field to be ready to play. Todd, a lot of uh, former Broncos who have been out at training camp have had a very similar narrative. The training camp was more like summer camp. Nathaniel Hackett had a couple of hard practices and then a jog through. A couple of hard practices, then a jog through. I can understand why former players are critical of that because that's not what they went through when they were going through training camp. Did you somewhat feel the same way during training camp but now that you have talked to some guys in that locker room, has that changed your mind? Yeah, I definitely feel like, uh, you know, the training camps that I experienced were a little bit tougher and uh, more of a grind. Um, but I also feel like the guys in the locker room are grateful and understand um, the opportunity they have in front of them with such a uh, player-friendly coach. You know, the guys in that locker room that I've talked to, and I've talked to plenty of them, they really love Coach Hackett. They believe he's doing a great job, and they believe he's doing what's best with the team. And so do I. And, you know, many times we look at the season and see what teams are in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl. Uh, many times it's not the best team in the league, but it's the team that can stay the, the healthiest throughout the season. So I think that's what he's looking at. I think that's what he's focused on. And being able to have guys play into January, early February, and be healthy is his most important um, task right now. Then I would imagine, Todd, to some degree – it's fine if regulars, frontline guys, don't play in the exhibition season. You okay with that? That's how. Hey, if I was playing, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. Uh, I think if you if you're if you're one of those guys that has been a starter for a long time or or a starter in the league, um, you know what's expected of you. You know how to play. You know how to get your body ready. Um, you don't really need the preseason to do that. Um, you know that's more for you know the organization and the fans. More, more than, you know, the starters to get ready to play. But is there a little bit of difference that it's a new coaching staff, new head coach, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, new uh, special teams coordinator, all of them first time ever doing this job with a new quarterback? Should those guys be on the field just a little bit to maybe work out some kinks? Or does everything get overridden because of you want to keep guys fresh and they don't need it because they're veterans? Yeah, I think I think you want to keep guys fresh. I mean, when you play in the league as long as Russell Wilson or uh, Kareem Jackson or some of the players that they have 
um, on both sides of the ball. It's less about new schemes and more about terminology. Um, it's rare that you have somebody come in that's the office of the coordinator just, you know, drawing up plays you've never seen before and, you know, you really have to wrap your mind around it. Most of the time you just have to change your, your, uh, your lingo or your, uh, your verbiage um, between coordinators. So it's less change than people think most of the time. Former Broncos tackling machine Todd Davis joining us right now uh, here on the morning drive. Give me a sense for what you are most curious about with this coaching staff between now and when the regular season rolls around. We saw pretty good effort the other night that seemed fairly seamless. Uh, I enjoyed clock management at the end of the first half, getting points, um, things of that nature. We've seen some indications of how this group is working together. But what do you need to see a little more of uh, to buy completely in, but before they get to Seattle, Todd? I just think I need to see uh, more games. I think I need to see more more of them um, being able to display all the things that they're teaching the guys in training camp. Um, I think they're doing a great job so far. You definitely saw that in the first preseason game. It definitely felt like a dominating game on the side of the Broncos. Uh, I just need to see more of it. I love the deep shots that we're seeing. Um, you know, to the wide receivers and really getting them involved. So I really feel like they're doing a great job of it. Um, you know, but that just goes back to just repetition. Um, you know, they're, they were able to do it once. Can they do it again? Can they do it for, you know, two more preseason games after that? That's what I'm excited to see. Start of the season is coming up fast uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. We don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be for Seattle, whether Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Uh, we're going to talk more about this in the next segment. Uh, Locke actually played with the first team yesterday after coming off a pretty good opening preseason game, but then came down with COVID. Um, with who is going to start for Seattle? If you know Drew Locke and you were one of his former teammates, do you want him starting or does it matter? Yeah, as one of his former teammates, I definitely want him starting. Um, I feel like, you know, he's definitely uh, a good player and he's, you know, putting his best foot forward now with the Seattle Seahawks, but being able to go against you in practice, you know, for, you know, two or three years, I kind of understand your tendencies or what you'd like to do um, as a player. Um, I can kind of get in your head and maybe talk a little bit more trash because I know you personally. Um, so I think I would definitely want him starting. Um, you know, not a knock on him, just I would feel more comfortable understanding who he is as a player having gone against him in practice for multiple years. You and your wife have done a tremendous amount of outreach in the community with the Davis Fund. Uh, tell our listeners and viewers about what you and your easily better half are doing right now. <laughs> She's definitely my better half. Um, oh, yeah, I know. We're, definitely, <laughs> we're doing everything we can to get back to the community. Um, so right now uh, we have some things in place. Um, you know, I was actually had a conversation with the mayor last night. Um, we want to be able to bring some affordable housing to uh, the city of Denver. So I think that's our goal going forward. Um, right now we've done a couple housing projects uh, in my hometown of Ponda, California, and now we want to bring it here um, to really be able to make a difference um, because, you know, housing, the housing market is increasing so much and there's so many people whose jobs aren't um, really increasing the same way the housing market is. So, you know, there's a need there, and I want to be able to fill that and help people out. How can people get involved or how can they donate? Uh, the best way is to... Um, email, email me at Todd Davis at the Davis Fund dot com, F U N D Fund. Um, you know, you reach out to me. 
um, shoot me an email. Tell me how you would like to get involved. We can keep you updated um, on everything that we're doing so everybody can, you know, you know, pitch in and help and really make this community the best it could be. Uh, I'll be at the gym probably at about 940, slap on some plates, just wait for me, and I will be ready for a good spot. He'll be you. the one stuck under the bar. Todd Todd will be. No, you will be. No, he'll be the one stuck under the bar. because He'll doing... have to pull the bar off you. No, no, I'll be spotting him. I don't I don't need him spotting Are you an overweight guy like the guy that puts too much on there? Yeah, hold on here. I'll sit down on it. I got this here. I got this. Uh, I got these reps. No problem. Are you that guy? No, I'll, but I'll tell you the guy that I don't like at the gym. And Todd, see, tell me if you back me up on this. Let's say you're on a machine and the person is on their phone. Yes. Okay. And what bothers me, I look at them and I say, "This, the chair that you're sitting in on this equipment is not a couch. You are at a gym. And you know what they always, they always say the same thing every single time. Right, Todd? I got one more set. Yeah, I got one more. I got one. Did you experience that too? Sure. All the time. Todd, do you experience that? Yeah, I hate that, man. We're here to live. We're not here to be on Instagram or, you know, texting our significant others. It's time to put the work in. Gotcha. You know, couch potatoes. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Todd, uh, I will see you in the gym soon, obviously, and we will talk to you next Wednesday on the show. See you, pal. All right, perfect. Take care. All right, uh, coming up after the break, Drew Locke has his opportunity to start against the Broncos been taken away because he has been diagnosed with COVID. That's next. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. You can watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is brought to you by Pinnacle Builders, the best in home remodeling. Go to pinnacleden.com. Okay, Drew Locke started out with the Seahawks' number one offense yesterday in the team portion of practice. Put together a pretty nice opening game, although... In very typical and unfortunate Drew Locke fashion, late in the game, there was a sack fumble, which eventually led to a Kenny Pickett, small-handed Kenny yeah. Pickett, game-winning drive by the Steelers to win the preseason He actually game. had a pretty good game, Kenny he Pickett. He did. So, Locke was expected to start against the Bears on Thursday, and then he tested positive with COVID. How much do you think testing positive with COVID not being able to practice for a little while, will not play in the preseason game against the Bears, will stunt his progress to being the starter. I don't think he'll be the starter. I don't think he will. I don't think he will be. Now, he he might have been on track. Right. But I'll tell you this. 
Pete Carroll wasn't doing him any favors by giving him that Thursday game. No. Look, I am not a Drew Locke hater. I Drew was always nice. very sociable. Right. And if he's fine, he's he's an easy guy to chat with. Right. You know, I, th- there's a lot to like. Well, you know what? About Drew Locke. You've covered sports for a long time, as have I. And there are a lot of guys out there that people don't like. Like I'll give you, I'll give you a good example of a guy that people did not like that I always liked because he was always good to me. And that was Jay Cutler. Yeah, never had a problem with him. Really? Nope. And I remember because you travel with the Broncos yep. now for Fox 31. And when I was at Fox 31, I traveled with them as well. And he did a press conference. And for some reason, this is a road game. Uh, we missed him because uh, we were in the locker room. And I said to him, hey, can you give me a few minutes? And he said, sure. Hmm. So when he did that, for me, I'm like, he, he really, you know, Jay did not have to do that. I'll give you another example of a guy who I've always liked. And this is why I've always defended him. Carmelo Anthony did the same thing with hmm. me. Had his press conference, yada, yada, yada. He's walking towards the bus. They were getting ready to go on a road trip, and he did a walk and talk with me. Did not have to do it. Nope. So my opinion and your opinion of players are going to be different than other people's because of how they treat you. When they treat you poorly, then there's a little bit of venom. I won't go down this road because we're getting off topic. Todd Helton is that guy for me. Interesting. Can't stand him. Huh. Jerk. But okay. I digress. Let's get back to it. All this. right. Well, anyway, so I'm cheering for Drew Locke. I, I want him to do well. I yeah. mean, I have I bear no harbor no problems with him whatsoever. But man, this dude just kind of he just brings this stuff. Look, COVID is COVID. He got COVID. I'm sorry that he got COVID. I hope that he was vaccinated. Maybe he wasn't. Sometimes you got to get out of your own way, and Drew has a tendency to get in his own way. Here, that's I'll, all I'll say. I'll, I'll use an animated show or movie to sum up Drew Locke, and this is probably well before your time, Alex and Zach. Did you ever watch Charlie Brown and Peanuts? Wah, wah. Right, okay, little redheaded girl. Wah, 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 wah. You have Lucy and pulling the football from Charlie. There was a character called Pigpen. <laughs> and Pigpen, wherever he walked, there was always a black cloud over his head. Yeah. That's Drew Locke. It is. He is Pigpen. It is. Very much so. And like I said, I want him to do okay. But no, I think this takes him out of the mix for starting against the Broncos. And by the way, that's fine. That's fine. I, I, I respectfully disagree with Todd on this one. Geno Smith's not a good quarterback. No. He is not a good quarterback. Drew Locke can be, in glimpses, a good quarterback. Wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. You know what you just described? Locke Bridgewater. Right. What they are living in Seattle. Yes. We lived here. Oh, so annoying. Same situation. Almost identical. Veteran has, has a low ceiling. High enough floor, lock, low floor, high, high ceiling. ceiling. Right. However, that whole thing last year was such a sham because they brought in Teddy Bridgewater. You knew that Vic wanted a veteran. He was on the hot seat, for God's sakes. He's yeah. not going to give it to, you know, to some guy that's totally unproven. At least Teddy Bridgewater had a track record as a veteran, and to his credit, had them, what, 11 games into the season, a game over 500 a year ago. Yeah. So, I mean, 
their faith was founded to some degree. But, you know, here we are, another very Drew Locke-like ending to the story. This, this is probably going to be nothing more than conjecture on our part because I don't think Locke is going to be starting because of COVID now. Me, me either. But let's say he did start. Are we going to have the whole Locke lovers, Locke haters argument all over again if he does play? God, I hope and not. And he plays really well against the Broncos? <sighs> Like I said, if he plays poorly, see, I told you. And if he plays great, see, I told you. That's a fundamental problem with fandom. I don't. What is it about Drew Locke that people still to this day? Because it's the upside. Because he has a strong arm uh, and he has great physical talent. How long does it take to be able to tell? How long does it take? Sometimes he didn't have a fit. And maybe that was the issue. And maybe that's what fans give him the benefit of the doubt for. He didn't have Pat the didn't right set him up for success. Didn't have the right fit. But you know what the truth is? Pat Shermer did not set him up for no. success. No, he did. Pat Shermer wanted to run his offense, and Drew, you got to figure it out. Yeah. Well, Pat Shermer didn't do much for Jerry Judy at the end of la- in the second half of last season either. Right. I mean, you know, can you hand off a ball on a jet sweep once? Maybe once, just well, to the, see how it goes. They did. To no offense. Thank you. Probably not a jet sweep. That might be a prop sweep. I think it'd be only appropriate okay. if Seattle starts the game against the Broncos with a jet oh, sweep. Oh, would that be beautiful? Fan. Wouldn't it be great? That'd be fantastic. Yeah. What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it? We have a new highest paid safety in the NFL, and Tony LaRussa may have gotten a little help from a fan with an in-game decision. That's all coming up next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Waiting for a good day to happen, you know. Waiting around through ups and downs, you know. I, I just. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Ooh, going with the Green Day. Bruce Springsteen is your guy. Green Day, that's my opinion. I like Green Day, too. Uh, work out only to Green Day. I've seen really? them multiple co- times in concert. I am a huge, huge fan. That is my band. Love me some Green Day. All right. All right. With that time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. By the way, Mike Kliss from uh, Nine News is reporting that um, the three senior player nominations for the Hall of Fame, obviously Randy Gratisher, not one of them, Ken Riley, Chuck Howley, and Joe Klecko. Hmm. Joe Klecko? Hmm. Mark Gastineau, maybe. <laughs> yes. Not Joe Klecko. Sorry. All right. And Joe Klecko was a good player. He was not Randy Gratisher. That is a joke. Just in case you missed it, the Derwin James extension with the Chargers 
is now done. He is now the highest paid safety ever. He signed a four-year extension averaging $19.1 million per year. Um, he's only 26. He's already earned two first-team All-Pro selections. Uh, what do you think of this extension for Derwin James? $42 million of it guaranteed. That's an awful lot of money for a safety, I'll tell you that much. Staley, though, is the first one to say, uh, Brandon Staley, he doesn't consider Derwin James a safety. He considers him an impact player. I can buy that. I can buy that. You don't have to be a guy that sits back there all the time gets to the line of scrimmage, good against the run, and he can cover bigger guys down the middle of the field. I remember during the 19, excuse me, not the 19, but the 2018 draft, Mm -hmm. Derwin James slipped, I believe, to 17 to the Chargers, and people kept saying, this guy is an absolute steal. He's going to be an absolute stud. And as it turns out, he has been. Two-time first-team All-Pro. Yeah. Already. And he hasn't played that long. And one of those All-Pros was in his rookie year and then last year as well. To me, in that particular draft, there were two slam dunks who were going to be future Hall of Famers. There were two guys. One was Quentin Nelson. Number two was Derwin James. And now we definitely have a third, but if if, if people want to claim that I knew this was going to happen, you're lying. Josh Allen, of course, came out in that draft. Yeah, well, you've got three on a track right now then out of that draft, don't you? Well, you look to me, the greatest draft of all time, all time, is 2011. That is the greatest draft of all time. Do you remember who came out in that draft? Not off the top of my head. Okay, so here, here is the listing of guys who came out in the 2011 NFL draft. It is a who's who of future Hall of Fame. Cam Newton was the first pick. Not going in the Hall of Fame. No. How do you like these names? Von Miller, A.J. Green, Patrick Peterson, Julio Jones, J.J. Watt. Wow. All of those guys were taken with the top 11 picks. Pretty strong. But here's the funny part about it. You talk about quarterback needy teams. Alden Smith, who was good until he had some problems, was taken seventh overall by the 49ers. At number eight... Tennessee took Jake Locker because they had to have a quarterback. You know who the next pick was? Tyron Smith. Wow. Jacksonville, desperate for a quarterback, took Blaine Gabbert. You know who the next pick was? J.J. Watt. That's what happens when you're desperate for a quarterback. You reach Yikes. and you miss out on a future Hall of Famer like Tyron Smith and J.J. Watt. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Just in case you missed it, on Monday night, a White Sox fan sitting in the front row was yelling at manager Tony Larusa to substitute Adam Engel to pinch run. A Larusa, a matter of seconds later, proceeded to take a few steps out of the dugout, called time to the umpire so he could insert Engel, who's known for his wheels, into the game. Uh, did you see this? And what do you think about a fan heckling Larusa into using a pinch runner? Well, I mean, if that is indeed what happened, great. I don't have any problems with fans heckling managers, players, whatever. That's why you buy a ticket. As long as uh, you don't cross the line, it's all fine with me. Tony Larusa has proven his chops. He's an awfully good baseball guy. For whatever reason, I'm not sure that the message translates quite like it used to. The White Sox, I think, have been a disappointing team this yep. season. Really disappointing. So, uh, but fine. It, it, cute. If it worked out, great. Yeah. It has been disappointing. They're yes. loaded with talent. They're only five games over five. Yeah. In a terrible division. Yes. Well. yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, the Cleveland Guardians 
are leading the Central, and they are seven games over 500. The White Sox are still in it. Yeah. They can still make the playoffs, and right now they are four games over 500. Yeah, bad division. Just in case you missed it, the most popular bet for NFL MVP this offseason has been Russell Wilson. There have been more bets and more money put on Wilson to win MVP at BetMGM than any other player. He is accounting for 19% of all action at BetMGM. That puts him ahead of MVP favorite Josh Allen, who is at 14%. Obviously, optimism is high for his first season in Denver. And at 14 to 1 odds, would you consider taking a flyer on Wilson to win? It wouldn't MVP? even be a flyer. I think he's got a decent chance. Change of scenery, uh, the symbiotic relationship he has now with a head coach that we get to see each and every day. I think he's a fairly good bet. Is he a better bet than Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes? Uh, maybe not. But I wouldn't mind put. I'll throw some. I'll throw some cash down on fourteen to one. Well, it, it, no th- problem. At those particular odds, you got twenty bucks lying around. That makes sense because your return sure. is going to be terrific. Twenty bucks on Josh Allen. Yeah. Not. You're not. Certainly, you're not getting the same return. But you get a huge return on twenty twenty five. All right, last one before we get out of here. Pittsburgh Pirates infielder Rodolfo Castro was suspended one game and fined for violating MLB's yeah. electronic device yeah. policy when he played while having a cell phone in his back pocket. It came out when attempting a headfirst slide into third base, and it was visible. It was sitting on the ground for everyone to see. Uh, thoughts on this suspension, and have you ever seen an athlete compete with the cell phone handy on him before? Do you still have the records up there. Where are the Pittsburgh Pirates this year? Uh, the, About 25, 30 games, 25 games under 500. The Pittsburgh Pirates are uh, coming in last. Yeah, in really? Central are you sure? At 45 and 71. 45 and 71. I rest my case. Don't laugh because the uh, Pirates are only, I don't know, four games. In the win column, they have they have six less wins than the Rockies. Well, we'll get into the Rockies at some other time. Actually, we won't. Okay, I, I've I've kind of have a rule. Okay, uh, on moratorium on, on shows that I do. Yeah. If you are well below five hundred, you do not deserve airtime. Okay, fair enough. You got to win, or you got to be good, or you got to be compelling. Mm. And the Rockies are none of that. So if you are sitting at fifty-one and sixty-seven, the only time I want to talk about you is if Bud Black gets fired, Montford sells the team, yeah. um, or something significant happens like a. Kyle Freeland injury. Right. Other than that, why are we talking day to day about this team that isn't very good and you really don't know about the direction with Bill Schmidt? Right. Keep your phone in your locker for goodness sakes. Kind of like talking to your kids. Put your phone uh, yeah, away. Uh, please, seriously. Phone no phone at the dinner table. And the dinner table in the major leagues is playing a game. I mean, what are you doing? Playing Sudoku? Hey, what are while you, you doing? are in the dugout? Why would you have your phone on you anyway? Well, you're checking your peeps, man. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever it is. Ridiculous. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, Argonaut always has great specials, and you're going to love this if you love wine. 750 milliliter bottles of all Italian wine are 15% off. Don't forget, Argonaut delivers all over the Denver metro area. Every delivery over 100 bucks is free. CY Westward named Argonaut the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Check them out on Colfax or go to ArgonautLiquor.com. That's going to do it for us. Zach, terrific job pressing all the right buttons. Alex, I can see some improvement with you. <laughs> I can see That's a little bit, goal. just a little bit. Bruce, you were fantastic as always. And, of course, Alex and I are always in the same boat. Both of us will try and do better tomorrow. Make it the best possible morning you can.